Welcome to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership. In this special five-part series, we take a look at the book recently released by General Stanley McChrystal, Jeff Eggers, and Jason Mangone, entitled Leaders, Myths, and Reality. But first, a word from our sponsor. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? With the expansion of the Compliance Podcast Network, I am looking for a new podcast. If you've wondered how to get going on a podcast, a word from our sponsor, One Stone Creative. If you are enjoying this show, you might enjoy hosting your own. As an expert in your field, you have skills, knowledge, and insight that can help you expand your practice, meet new people, and create amazing content to share with the world. In as little as two hours a week, you can dramatically change how you promote, fill, and position your business, and One Stone Creative can show you how. Learn more at onestonecreative.net. In this special podcast series, Richard Lummis and I take a look at leadership styles from General McChrystal's book. They include the founders, Walt Disney and Coco Chanel, the geniuses, Albert Einstein and Leonard Bernstein, the heroes, Jean He and Harriet Tubman, the power brokers, Boss Tweed and Margaret Thatcher, and the reformers, Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr. In this part three, we take a look at the heroes, Jean He and Harriet Tubman. 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast about leadership. It's Richard Lummis. I'm here with Tom Fox for another discussion on how to improve our leadership skills. We believe leadership is a skill which can be improved with study of both good and bad practices, and we try to draw interesting examples from many sources, including history, fiction, film, and business writing. Welcome back, Tom. Thank you, Richard. Today we're continuing our exploration of Stanley McChrystal's book, Leaders, Myth, and Reality, with a discussion from his chapter that he titles Heroes. And he said he had significant trouble picking only two, but he ended up choosing, I thought, two very interesting ones. One is the Chinese Admiral Xing He, which is also, I've seen as Ching Ho, so I'm sure I'm butchering both pronunciations. Um, And then the second one was Harriet Tubman. What did you think about this choice, Tom? Well, Richard, actually, I went in a little bit different direction because when I read the chapter title, I thought even more than geniuses, heroes make very poor leaders, at least uh, in the business (laughs) setting over the long term. Uh, uh, Either you have to have a last stand at the Alamo or you have to uh, take that town, then a hero can be a good leader. But in terms of uh, a long-term past quarterly perspective, uh, I really didn't think of a hero as leader, as a leader, but uh, he had, uh, and, and the Xing He example, uh, well, I should say both of these uh, stories I thought were great history. Mm-hmm. And um, Harriet Tubman is, is well known uh, to me, I think probably of most Americans my age. Uh, she's, uh, have, we have some familiarity with her. Um, uh, having studied her, I remember studying her in elementary school, and um, I learned how to tell north from south from her <laughs> story about where the moss grew on trees, yeah. uh, from her journeys on the Underground Railroad. But I did not know Xing He uh, anything about him. I knew of his naval missions, but I was not aware of him. Um, so uh, it was it was great history, and I should say the entire book is his great biography and great history as well. Uh, but the um, hero's journey, 
uh, McChrystal characterized it as separation, initiation, and return. It's setting forth into the unknown, emerging victorious, and then returning. If that sounds like a movie screenplay, it's uh, there's a reason for that, because that's Joseph Campbell's uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces, mm-hmm. and that's the myth uh, that's really common to all cultures of the hero's journey. And it is within the context of the hero's journey that they become a leader. And this is uh, one of the things we've touched on in a couple of the other episodes around the McChrystal book, and I suspect we will do in subsequent episodes, is what seems like uh, creative genius, what seems like magic, what seems like someone coming out of nowhere. Uh, It's not magic. It's a process. And whether it was Walt Disney in his 10-year journey to creation of Snow White, whether it was Coco Chanel in her creation of her book Perfume and Clothing Empire, whether it was the genius uh, of Einstein in synthesizing the thoughts uh, and theories in place at time into one for special relativity, or uh, Leonard Bernstein in his ability to connect with uh, popular culture with uh, dead white men's music of uh, symphonies, uh, that was not, none of those were projects, uh, products of magic. They were products of people who were worked very hard. They uh, were uh, really at the top of those, of their games in those fields, uh, but they paid their dues. Then you move to when uh, right place, right time, and it's certainly one thing for you and I to see an opportunity arise and take a step through it. Uh, my personal journey of um, having been laid up from a, a, a bicycling accident and having nothing on my hands but time led me to uh, dabbling in social media, which led to to where I am today in terms of uh, my own podcast network. Um, that was probably one of the clearest times I could point to where I uh, walked through a door and the, the the opportunity was in front of me. It was not genius. Um, it was really not even inspiration. It was just being able to see see an opportunity and take advantage of it because of where I was at that point in my life. If I hadn't been laid up or I couldn't work, I couldn't leave the house, I might not have, uh, have done that. But with uh, the hero, the hero is someone who at a specific time and a specific place can g- grasp an opportunity and take that opportunity and take it in such a way that it truly inspires others. Uh, But let me now emphasize the others part of that because McChrystal makes clear that that a leadership of a hero is the right person at the right time but surrounded by people who enable their activities and find meaning in what they have to offer. And um, Harriet Tubman was certainly that. Uh, She took uh, slaves out of the South largely in Maryland, uh, I for somehow for some reason thought she was from the Deep South. If she had been from the Deep South, I don't think she would have been able to accomplish what she did. But she took slaves out of Maryland all the way through uh, the North, the rest of the United States, up into Canada. And <clears throat> she did that multiple times. And she was the lead conductor on that railroad. And she went up and back and up and back. And she didn't, just didn't go up and back. Uh, she went up in the winter when uh, darkness came earlier, uh, more dark, less uh, uh, fugitive slave hunters out. And then 
after she got to Canada, she would go back to New England, and she would actually work as a domestic or <clears throat> give speeches uh, to try to raise money to fund her next yeah. venture. So <clears throat> she uh, it was it was a year long cycle for her, and each part of the cycle had a different purpose. Whether it was working to raise money, whether it was uh, fundraising to raise money, whether it was actually take, taking people on the um, underground railway. In the case of Xing Shi. He was able to project the power of the Chinese emperor uh, through largely trade. Whereas, if you contrast with, uh, I guess you would probably point to the Portuguese, were the first who uh, came around the, the Cape of Good Hope and then into the Indian Ocean and up the Indian coast, uh, they uh, really uh, negotiated with uh, uh, arms first. Yeah. Uh, and the Chinese could have done that under Xingxi, but didn't. And they were able to set up a large number of trading posts for the benefit of the empire, of the Mongol emperor. And so um, he was able to synthesize his training as a military officer and having worked in the bureaucracy of the Chinese Mongol emperor, I think for 20 years at that point. So um, he had the right person, the right time with the right opportunity, but surrounded by a group of people that not only enabled them to engage in this heroic activity, but found meaning in what they were doing. Yeah. Well, I thought Shin, he's, he's a fascinating character. Um, and when you look at the level of technology the Chinese were able to, to bring to their fleet, they were far superior to what was available in the West at the time. Um, but it really didn't have any long-term effect because of internal politics in China. Right. So I found, I thought he was a particularly peculiar choice, um, except, I guess, to get us out of our, our Western-centric frame of mind. Tubman, I, I think, was uh, was certainly heroic. Um, I thought it was interesting he chose her instead of Frederick, Frederick Douglass, but she was far more active in the, and actually helping other slaves escape rather than simply proselytizing on the political side of, of abolition, so I can see see why she was chosen. As for the hero's journey, it's always something that I remark on that tends to work out okay for the hero, but not usually for his companions. <laughs> when you think about starting with the Odyssey, I don't think a lot of Odysseus men got home alive. So. Uh, that's true, and... Um uh, yep, sidekicks don't always turn out so well. Yeah. But so I, I do think this is another example, as with the geniuses, where it's an interesting historical lesson and it's fun to, to think about, but I'm not sure how much application it actually has in, in terms of the business context of making yourself a hero. Um, I guess I would just say that it made me think, and it made me think about really the components of the hero of being at the right place at the right time, but also the importance of the process or the rather even the, the business system around each one of them, if I can call it that, yeah. which allowed them to succeed and be viewed as what you and I today might consider a hero. <clears throat> Once again, uh, um, you're only as good as your financial controls. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Richard Lomas and Tom Fox signing off from another episode of 12 O'Clock High. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership. I hope you'll join Richard Lummis and myself again, where we take a look at another 
set of leaders from the recent book by General Stanley McChrystal and his co-authors and take a consideration of how they can help you in your leadership for business going forward. 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.